At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome back to the Owl House podcast. We're excited to start talking about Season 2B. You may notice some advertising inverts during your listening experience from now on. I apologize for the inconvenience. I know ads can be kind of annoying. But putting these episodes together actually takes a lot more effort than you would think, so I was hoping we could earn a little bit back by having ads on the show. If you'd like to support our efforts yourself, you're welcome to support us on Patreon. Just check out Crown Cryptid on Patreon and set up a monthly donation, if you'd like to do so. Whether or not you do, we hope you continue to enjoy our crazy ramblings about this great new cartoon. If you want to hear even more ramblings about other cartoons, please check out my YouTube channel, Crown Cryptid. These podcasts are actually uploaded there first, as well as tons and tons of news videos and reviews about other cartoons. And one last thing, of course, if you've been enjoying this series of podcasts, be sure to leave a review on your podcasting app. That will help more Owl House fans discover our show. Thanks for listening. I hope you continue to enjoy this series along with us. All right, Owl House is back. How long was it? How long was that break? Like eight a months? A million years. Ten years. Ten years, yeah. Ten Owl years. House is back after ten years. Ten years. <laughs> the reboot is great so <laughs> I think it was June or something when it was out last, which is forever ago. Season two release date. Uh, March 19th. <laughs> what? It was August. August 14th was the last one. Wait, did you just tell us today's date? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like March 19th. That's crazy. It's been eight months. I was right. Months. I don't even know how I knew that. <laughs> even Steven Universe didn't have hiatuses of eight fucking months. Uh, I mean, like, during that time, like, were they still producing this season? Like, I think that's the situation, is that these episodes weren't even, like, finished until some point this year. Well, yeah, that's, like, the point of hiatuses, usually, that they're making the episodes, right? Okay, but you should at least finish a season before they stop producing Not them. Not with Disney Channel. Gravity Falls was gone for, like, a year. <laughs> yeah, but Gravity Falls, like, um, had, like, four movies or something in season two. Yeah, but it was season one. It was season one that it had a huge break in. Uh, Gravity Falls had a bunch of huge breaks, but the only one, the only one that was a year long was the one between seasons one and two. I've done research on this for videos. <laughs> what about the Falls. episode, though? Screw the episode. We want to talk about the Disney discourse yeah. now. I think no, we should but, do everything um, in our power to not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, mean, I mean, we could talk about that, but let's move on the episode. I feel like a lot happened. Like, yes. My senses are overwhelmed. That's something, though, like, that's something that I kind of find impressive about the show in a way is that that's what I was thinking most of the episode is like, they have so many side characters now and stuff that they're giving stories, and it's like, everybody's so worried, like, oh, the show got canceled before it's gonna be finished, but I think they're doing a pretty good job at writing it so that it will end, and it's actually being paced in a way yeah. that makes it feel like a miniseries. So, like, 
you know, I, I could completely understand that they probably had more plans for other things to do or lo- ways to make the story like longer and stuff. But I feel like what they're doing now is actually really nice and concise. It doesn't feel rushed. You know how um, we're getting all of these scary characters showing up and all of these scary things? Usually when you have something like that and then you have to end the show, um, the way it's resolved tends to be like a huge disappointment because you can't have the villain be scary forever. They have to have their tipping point where they get too angry and irrational, or um, or uh, just that, or just become generally useless. Um, so I hope we have lots of lots of terrifying moments coming up with these villains now yeah. in the Emperor's Coven, rather than build up to. Like let down. I want there to be some messed up stuff in these coming <laughs> episodes. I, I really do. I think this was a good start with uh, the introduction of the um, plant head coven head. Yeah, but I want to take it further. I want to take it as far as we can get before we can get to the end of the show because because that's what is um, that's what makes Adventure Time so good. Uh, the, the lich is absolutely terrifying. Even though he gets wiped out, he still gets his scary moments before that point. So I, I want them to take advantage of what they've got going on here and terrify us before we get rid of the enemy. Mm-hmm. That would be that would make me feel satisfied. Are you so sure Luce won't just die? I mean, I, I don't think she'll die. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a Disney protagonist die even for like half a second? No. Oh, Star, Star, Star died. Oh yeah. I don't really remember if we went in order in previous episodes. It's been a while. So I'm just gonna like stream of consciousness uh, talk about. That's funny, yeah, that's Shen, we're just, just pause that thought for a moment. I want you to stream of consciousness talk. But um, yesterday, in preparation for this, to remind myself about what happened, I listened back to all our season two podcast episodes, and on the one where you came back after being gone for a few episodes, you said that exact same thing. You are like, I don't Whoa. remember if we go in order. <laughs> <laughs> He's nothing if not consistent. I'm a robot. Well, we also had robot chain in one episode. Oh my god. Oh yeah, we did. Oh, we did! We did! What I was gonna say was, I very, very much like how they handled Luce and Amity in this episode. Like... It's just, like, weird, because it shouldn't be so surprising, but just Namity being, like... Like, she saw her phone, and you're like, oh, here comes, like, the, like, drama. But then she's just like, I'm not gonna look at her phone. I'm like, oh my god! She respects her privacy! I'm so happy she didn't look at it, but the thing is that, like, that possibility didn't even occur to me when when we saw that she had left her phone behind, you know? The possibility of her looking? Or, no, the possibility of her not looking. Like, I just thought, yeah, this is a cartoon plot. I guess. Well, that's why I was so happy. I was like, oh, this is, like, really, really good. And the and I will say, like, the Willow Amity moment was pretty cute. I will I like that. That was adorable. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing is, like, if she had looked, I wouldn't have... Like, I don't think I would have really been disappointed, because, you know, that might be, like, a bad thing to do, to, you know, to, like, find out someone's secrets behind their back, but also it's a cartoon plot that I would have expected to see, and that was all I was... That was all that was going through my head. And so That's she, why like, I was so happy. Like, if you're friend or you know your significant other like left their phone and there's like a like you don't just like take it and watch it like that's just not what you do so i'm like oh here we go again with this like oh my god you didn't do it i'm so proud i just love when cartoons subvert like um like like you look at an episode and you go it's gonna be like every other version of this plot ever and then it doesn't do it. I mean I got really into Shira over the past mm-hmm. year and there was there was a lot of that in Shira where you'd start an episode and it would be like 
Ugh, they're gonna have like a party and she's gonna get overconfident and learn hubris or something. And, no, no, everybody is everybody has been kidnapped and there is a bomb that's going to kill everyone. <laughs> that, that, that was but, about the, the but, last but, eight yeah. months, wasn't it? I don't think you watched Shira the last time we recorded for Owl House. Yeah, I, I had not seen a single episode. Actually, I, I think either I think I started Shira and I was like in the middle of the show or something, I don't know, when we were recording. Or in the first season. But anyway, anyway, I've seen that now. So that's also gonna be like alongside adventures I'm gonna affect my opinions on everything. <laughs> but I like this episode because the whole Kiki Mora plot, I was like, I really hope Kiki Mora dies because I hate her. But <laughs> but but then like even though they did do the twist where she was like, haha, I don't care about your values, I was still evil, obviously. But then the Emperor's Coven showed up and we're like, oh, we know. We we know what you're up to, and by the way, we would have killed you if you went along with Doozy's plan. And I just love that um it, it didn't just sit on the Kikimura betrays lose. It went a step further and put the fear of God into Kikimura. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So That's much. kind of something too. Like I, again, I don't remember too much of what has been happening because it's been a little while. But I'm, I'll definitely remember over time. But like Hunter's kind of in that same position too, isn't he? Like, isn't the Emperor like really threatening him too? Like, it's really interesting that. That's the kind of direction they're taking. Um, I think, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't quite remember with Hunter. Right, so the Hunter thinks that he's not of any use to the Emperor. He wants to make himself useful so that he won't be discarded. He's absolutely terrified of being marked as useless. Um, I think the Emperor, I think we, we all believe that the Emperor has some ulterior plan for Hunter that's not in his best interest yeah. anyway. But also, Kikimura thinks Hunter is a threat to her position. Yes, that I remember. So Kikimura wants to get rid of Hunter so that Kikimura won't become useless. Yeah, I remember a so, couple of episodes ago, um, Eclipse Lake was the one where Kikimura was prominently featured and she was very nervous about about Hunter and about like how if she's not useful to Bellus, then you know he's going to kill her or something. And in that episode, I remember feeling that that wasn't earned, you know, that there was no reason, as far as we know, that she would feel that way. But this episode really yeah. pays that off. Like, she was right. <laughs> they, they would just kill her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think in the previous one, it kind of, like, went from Kikimura being that cool secretary lady to being absolutely fucking insane. Mm. And it was out, it was a bit out of nowhere. But this one, in combination with that one, kind of makes it all make a bit more sense um, in hindsight, because we saw how disposable she is to the other Coven heads, so we now know why she would be intimidated by Hunter. Well, Kikimura herself isn't a Coven head, is she? No. No, she's um, some Emperor's Coven person, and obviously the Emperor is the head of the Emperor's Coven. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just that kind of thing with her. I would not have expected her to become a character that got like a focus at all. You know, like even even the Eclipse Lake episode that like gave her more of a focus than I would have ever thought. Because I I would have just expected her to be like a like a like a roadblock before the final boss sort of thing. Like she'd only be in like the finale episodes as like a threat sort of, but then easily be beaten. Not like someone who they develop and at this rate is probably going to end up like becoming a good guy and helping them fight against 
uh, their burp at some point, yeah, yeah. somehow. Yeah, do you maybe. think they're gonna do I, that? I was gonna say... No. I, was, I think she's gonna die. I she will so, probably honestly. die. <laughs> She'll probably die, but it'll be because she betrays the Emperor in some way. Like, maybe she doesn't actually end no. up helping. I mean, no, did you're you, probably right. Did you forget how evil she is? Did you forget what she did to Hunter in the previous episodes and what she was doing in this episode? She is absolutely that, that evil goon who is going to die being evil. I hope you're right. I was, like, already, like, side-eyeing them, like, oh, is she gonna be like, Luce really helped me. I still hate you, but this once I'll let you live, huh? The thing is, like... the, the way that this show is framing her as, like, a victim yeah. of of the emperor's like system here. I do feel like there's a there's a good possibility for her to like turn good at some point. Yeah, she like she she will. definitely <laughs> is she, like she definitely like has you know the the the, the personality and like hatred and ability to to do a, a ton of evil stuff. Like if if she was exactly the same, but she was actually you know Bellos's right hand man and like was trusted by him, then like yeah, she she would be a straight up villain, no question. Yeah. But, be, but because she's so in danger of dying by his hand herself, yeah, the show is framing her, like, in a way where I think yeah. she might not remain evil the whole time. I can see her dying, like, a, a Peter Pettigrew death, wherein she does all this evil shit to try and stay alive, and then at the very end gets a change of heart and then dies because of the change of heart. I mean, not that like you know, I'll, I'll... not that this means much, but she's also in the she's in the theme song alongside Hunter and Lilith, which I feel like both of them are also like people who were <laughs> yeah. like in the coven and like I am evil, but then had a change of heart because some crazy stuff happened, and I'm like that could be just a coincidence, but I mean, yeah, maybe not. I think I think what gets what gets me thinking mm -hmm. that especially is that in this episode, it's only at the end when she does the reveal that she is evil. During the rest of this episode, she is sad. So, like, it kind of made me forget what her character was even like, you know, because the episode starts off and you I immediately think she was. see her crying and stuff. No, I think she was sad. I think, like, all of that was perhaps real. Like, all of it was real up yeah. until they said that she was going to have a promotion, then yeah. she changed her mind. So that kind right. of paints her as the uh, cowardly, selfish type who um, is... Like, like she she said at the end, oh yeah, my hometown can burn for all I care, but mm -hmm. I think she was serious when she was upset about not being yeah. able to go home. That, but that's why I think just, like, writing-wise, like, I think if she was going to stay a villain... They would have had a smaller moment at the start of this episode somewhere where she was being more villainous. Yeah, like you know, you th this that. episode was setting us up to like feel bad for her, and I don't think they would do that if you know she's if we're, we're supposed to celebrate her death later on. You know. No, I mean, I like I like that idea. I like that sort of tragic, self-destructive, filling asshole type. You know, where she I do, yeah, she I like that too. she has like some some aspects of potential good in her, and she just she's so scared and selfish that she always just does the villain thing, and then comes to meet like a tragic end because of it, like almost at her own hand because she kept on trying to do the thin thing you know like a um what's that guy in indiana jones who um died because he couldn't leave the treasure behind he just kept trying to get more and more that kind of tragedy you know what i mean um that guy wasn't exactly a super villain either, but he was like a he he double crossed everyone constantly Going back to, and and died a self. To what Shannon mentioned a minute ago about how, how she's in the theme song, that like 
shot in the in the theme song has from left to right, if I'm remembering correctly, Lilith and then Hunter and then Kikimura. And this could mean nothing, but I'm just thinking that Lilith, you know, was working for the Emperor's Coven, but then she got out of it like in season one and now she's good. Hunter is not yet like out of the Emperor's control for sure, but like he could he could easily you know because because we've seen him and he's like a nice guy and he likes lose but he's still working for the emperor and then um you know on the far side is kikimura who might have you know might have some potential but mostly is still just evil so it's like a scale so like a scale my my prediction for her fate is spiteful sacrifice and if i'm right you have to give me a hoodie award later okay okay all right. Just remember that. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would just like to say too. So who said it? Tulip said it, or like the that or Tipsy said it. Eventually, they want us to celebrate her death. Listen, if anybody in this show actually gets killed off, I will celebrate just because that's very ballsy of them to do in a Disney Channel cartoon. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think they'd celebrate her death. I think her death would be like tragic, like really tragic. But like you know, she also kind of made her. You were gonna celebrate her death if she died in this episode. I wish she died in this episode, and then he was like, "I'd never have to see her again." So <laughs> that, would, that would be a way to start off the second half of the season for sure. <laughs> It would. Everyone would be like, holy crap, the Owl House just killed off somebody. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Talk about some other stuff uh, in the episode. I really like that even Ida's using, like, glyphs from Loose, like the invisibility. It's really cute. I love that. Luce and Amity have d- definitely like practiced and figured out really cool ways to do theirs together. Also, Rain, like, so Tara, well, that was her name, right? The scary yeah. grandma. Yeah. Scary yeah. grandma. She's just, so she's just like wiping their memory, right? Is, yeah. yeah. I hope that's the only thing she's doing. Yeah. I didn't like the uh, the affectionate way that Tara was approaching Rain. That's just, it's weird. Like, I'm like, okay, when did when did this start and then did like rain trust her and then she's like you want some tea and then they're like yeah no. <laughs> like i don't really get it's it's, it's most likely that rain was forced that like rain was like completely a revolutionary right so they were probably forced to to consume something well of yes. then, and I then mean, after that it was nothing they could my, my question oh, my question is um rain thinks that they don't remember anything for the past month because they've been sick but I'm wondering if that's what they actually were like one month ago. Were they actually like, I work for the Emperor and I can't see Ida ever? Or were they actually like planning the revolutionary stuff at that point in time? Because if so, if nothing's been altered except for Rain's memories, then this is that's that this is just normal Rain, but one month ago. Whereas if they've been altered, they're like if their mind has been messed with in some kind of other way. I don't know. We like it's kind of unclear at this point. I think. 
I think their mind has been messed with in some other way. I cannot see Rain as being anything other than a revolutionary who wants world magic to be free. Though I did I did find it funny how like Rain was so nonplussed by either using runes, um and also having like grey hair and everything, like Rain didn't bring up anything about that whatsoever. They were like, here's your sticker, I guess, now go disappear. And and so I, I don't know, I think Rain is just out of it in general. But it is unclear because they did seem to have a pretty good memory of Ida, almost like it was selective. Yeah, and I know like it's obvious to us as viewers because like they're showing us, they're like evil evil music in the background scary plant put in tea but for all we know like rain was all stressed out and tara was like you want some tea and rain's like honestly yeah and then the tea like hypnotized them and it's like maybe not as obvious like maybe they didn't like force tea down their throat or anything it was just like maybe maybe tara thinks the tea is normal and the tea is just like a drug yeah tara used to be really nice until they put like a, a weird leaf in their tea and then she went crazy yeah i love her design by the way she's i love all of their designs yeah. so cool do you think yeah. she was at the table with all of them? Probably. Remember when they showed all the Covenant? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, when they showed all the Covenant heads, yeah, I think that was yeah, one of them. Yeah, probably. Another, another possibility, um, it was very selective. In like, it was just memory wiping, but the memories that were gone were very selective. So, like, you know, maybe Rain forgot stuff going years back, but, but like, specific stuff. And that's why they weren't surprised to see Ida. I don't know. And that's why they're just working for the Emperor. Can I just say that Gus giving Amity a book so that she could learn Spanish for Luz was absolutely yeah. adorable. I, that was like the sweet potato thing, like I'm gonna lose my mind, that was amazing. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> also, Gus's voice is so much yeah. deeper even now, I'm like, oh my god. Puberty well, hit, puberty, puberty hit Gus hard. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, I think it's the same it's been since which puberty happened, Sam. That was yeah. still, like, the best joke in anything I've ever heard. <laughs> like, which puberty? What else? Oh, yeah. Emperor Bellows is just like, here's my face. Yes, like, that's something... Yeah. That's, like, the one thing I can't stop thinking about. Because it's like... Why wasn't this the reveal of his face? Why did we see him before now? Why wait, didn't I, I, they wait, use I this? I that because... Um, in a dramatic irony sort of way, we know what his face looks like. That the illusion version of him was going to reveal like some other kind of face. That's what I was. That's what I was expecting too. Like it was going to be someone else, and then we're like, "What the? What the heck?" But it was. It was just him. So I'm like, "Okay." But we don't know his real face. That's the thing. This isn't his real face. This is his tamed face. But when Emperor Belos is um, overwhelmed by wild oh, magic, true. Well, true, his true, real true. face shows itself. So he that's where the, that's the lich face that Lou saw. That's the lich face that Lou saw is his monster face, and we haven't seen that yet. So he's just showing everyone his uh, his front, basically. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, it's a really I mean, good idea too, because he's like, I trust everyone enough now to show you my real face, but he's like not actually showing it. It's like it's a it's a good little little thing. Yeah. Exactly, and he's showing everyone his scar that he got from Wild Magic, and he's doing this at the same time, he's doing this presentation about migrating into a land, the chosen few being able to migrate to a land where there is no Wild Magic. It's part of his propaganda, the idea that he was scared to show his face because yeah. of 
yeah. the wild magic. The truth is, he's scared to show his face because he doesn't know what it's going to look like under the mask at any given moment because it's constantly shifting due to the curse. Oh, yeah, right. that's interesting. You told me. I, I, I was thinking like he was hiding behind two layers of like having a fake shapeshifter face and then also the mask separately in addition to that. But yeah, I guess it, made, it does make more sense the way you described it. We've probably talked about this before, but like, what do you think his end game is at this point? Like, I, I know like he kind of spelled it out for us a little bit in this episode. Well, the thing is, the the you know his propaganda was also interlaced with just literally what he wants. He wants to open the door to go to the human world because there's no wild magic there. Can I talk about the hunter theory? What? Uh- yeah. The hunter theory. The hunter theory. Remember the hunter theory of hunter being a homunculus. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah, canon. Yeah. <laughs> that was in a book. We saw it. It's not a theory. It's not a theory. It's just confirmed by the book. That's something. Okay. Well, <laughs> it was. It was. It was. Yeah. That that stupid book that like revealed this was presumably going to be a massive shocking plot twist in a few episodes that hunter is a homunculus. Um, anyway, I think he's making a new body for himself and he's going to take over Hunter's body and Ooh. use that as his own because his own body is too unstable. Yeah. Um, so that is his end game. He's he's using his nephew as a new shell for himself and that's why he needs Hunter to be alive. That's what his game was when we were looking at that a few episodes. That makes he needs sense. Hunter to be safe so that he can use his body. And then Hunter is going to have to kill himself. Yes! Awesome. <laughs> oh my god. I think Hunter will be too busy being possessed to do anything. No, no, though, because they already established the thing with the with their eyes changing color, so he'll have two different color eyes because he'll have two personalities inside him, and he'll have to like strangle himself in a very dramatic ending that they're not going to be allowed to show on TV. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> that's, that's, that's I thought what you were saying is that end. like there can't be like two minds in one body or something, so they have to put Hunter's mind somewhere else, and then he's going to have a robot body or something, and then he's yeah, going to kill his the regular robot. body. They'll put Hunter into Hootie's body, and then Hootie will be never seen again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather die than be in Hootie's body. Spe- I'm gonna be speaking honest. of Hootie, that's some, that is one thing I wanted to say, is that they, like, cranked up Hootie's <clears throat> creepiness to 11 in this episode, which is good. They've, like, done that, like, like this whole season, I feel like, they're, like, really going for it. What did they like, do with Hootie special... in this episode? Like, he, like, walked around? He took off his skeleton! I mean, he took off his skin. <laughs> what do you mean? That was him in the beginning. Oh, that was him? Yes! Oh. His skin was, like, up on, like, a, a clothesline. <laughs> okay, I didn't get that. Oh, my God. We need to we need to get that, like, in screenshots in chat now ASAP. I remember, what the, I remember the thing, this, like, skeleton. I didn't realize that was Hootie, though. That wasn't as bad as the... When when he went into the birdhouse in the King episode and like his organs, oh my god! I was like, are you serious? Uh, I know. Yeah, he, had a, to, he had um he had a flesh watch in this episode too. Yeah, like a watch with all his veins. A flesh watch. He's he's just so cursed. He's so cursed. Uh, you can tell what he's a demon now. Back to Bellos, like I'm still like really curious about like exactly why he wants to be in the human realm other than like no wild magic. Like he's gonna be like. Now that I'm here, I'm running for mayor, and that's like his big like thing. He's just gonna run for town mayor, make the town a better place. <laughs> well, like. also pro- probably, you know, probably he's from the human realm originally, and so he wants to get back there. That's not. That's but if he not, wanted to get back, he could just about. go back right now, right? No, like, he doesn't. The door's like not fixed yet. I thought there were like. Oh, did they, like, show a progress shot of it or something? I felt like he had access to it, but he's, like, not using it yet. No, um, the last we heard about the door plot uh, was also in a, from Eclipse Lake when 
Hunter got the key from Amity, but Amity, like, crushed it in her hand, so she got the blood from it. So there's still some blood in it, but probably not enough to make the door work, because it was like half. It was like they both got half of the blood that was in the key, and Luz used that, but it did, like it brought her to the mirror dimension instead of like the actual human realm. So it's just weird. Presumably the like, same thing would happen with if the emperor tried to use it. What we've seen so far doesn't make me think like oh he just wants to get back. Like I feel like he would have like he wants I don't to get know. back and like take over the world because he'll have magic an, an army of people who can use magic from their heart sacks, not wild magic, and they'll the human realm has no defense against that, and he can take over the world. Yeah, I get. I guess so. I suppose that's true. For some reason, it just hasn't given me the impression that he's trying very hard to get back there. <laughs> like, as weird as that is to say, like, none of his plans to me sound like he's like, go find the key or go do this. He's just like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, it, it, yeah, it does kind of seem like just... he's taking a, he's taking a leisurely path there. Yeah, but, like, but, what is But in, what in the moments is... where it matters, like in the season one finale, he was, he was really fighting, wasn't he? Yeah. But I think he's, like, you were saying, Tulip, like, he's incentivizing taking it over it's not like he needs to go back because he misses anybody like i mean we still don't fully know the story of like whatever those journals were and and stuff like it's been a long time he's not going to go back for anything he just wants to go back to destroy it yeah like maybe the leisurely pace is because he's like raising an army or something like he he needs to get to a certain point where he can actually be like all right now we can go and mess stuff up okay new, new theory the the human who was in the boiling aisles I don't remember his name. Uh, the guy who wrote the book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you do any, do any of you remember his name? Wasn't it Phil or something? Phil. Yeah, Philip. I think it was Philip. Philip is uh, not the emperor, but he's the emperor's dad, and so that the emperor grew up hearing stories about like the human realm and he thinks wow that sounds really cool I'm gonna make it my life's mission to go there and take it over and then that's what he's doing he's gonna go there and it sucks he's gonna hate it yeah (laughs) well there was um, in the previous episode too there was like a statue of him or or, of Philip or something I don't remember exactly what what that was Uh, yeah there There was was a statue of two brothers and one of them had a cardinal on his shoulder which is like Hunter's talisman Right, right, right. So they're doing that. Yeah, so they're doing the Guardian Falls. We probably talked about that already. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, my theory is that he's going to go to the human world, and then they're going to fight back against him with uh, magical nukes, and then this is a prequel to Adventure Time. Whoa, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, everything is a prequel to Adventure Time in the end. Overall, though, like I feel like a lot happened really fast in this episode, but I don't have like. Decent amount of times I've been like overwhelmed by pacing, but I thought this was pretty well paced. Like I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a good, it's a fun setting, too. Yeah, you know, it's a cool, it's just a cool, cool little episode. They just have too much power now. Now that Hootie is mobile, yes, <laughs> <laughs> they can do anything. <laughs> yeah. What was this episode called? Uh, Follies at the Coven Day Parade. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> there were some follies, I think. Yeah, there was a parade. Also, tulip question. That, mm-hmm. that only you would know. Um, doesn't Little Witch Academia have like a magic parade or something in the movie or something? Uh, yeah, that's the that's the second pilot episode, which is like yeah. an hour long okay. movie sort of thing. That's what this made me think of. <laughs> I mean, and I, even though I haven't watched that in like five years, I'm uh, I'm happy to be back though. It, it, I guess it really me has too. been. Me too. Oh months, yeah, so. me too. I'm like I'm back in it. I'm like I'm ready. Yeah, for me too. Coming. I'm excited, and it was nice to. The one thing that I was expecting from this episode that I did not get. 
was a moment of really fluid animation. So hopefully they are saving their budget for like finale episodes of that. Because there was a lot of action here and there wasn't, there was really good framing and stuff, but there wasn't one of those like, oh yeah, that's going to be a gift that I see everywhere type of moments. Yeah, Amity and Amity and Luz's um, fight against Kikimura was a good fight. Um, as in, as in, like it was cool yeah. having them working together as well as they did. They added a lot of synergy in that fight. But there was no scenes in this episode that were like, oh wow, there was such fluid animation. You know, like you get from other Owl House fights. Wait, I, I so loved, I um, think they saved I it. loved how they were framing Kikimura towards the end of that fight, though, like where she was standing in front of them with the dragon, and the dragon opened its mouth, and you see all the, the teeth. Um, and I also really like that they keep giving Rain the anime glasses thing where they're, they're, they're <laughs> sh- shined over. <laughs> Do you think for, that dragon eats through its mouth? Because when it opened its mouth to show off its teeth, it seemed like it's, cause it's like a hand, because it's like all fingers. It didn't yeah. look like there was a throat hole for anything yeah, I don't to know. Go down. Did we see it eat the last time it showed up? Not that I remember. Yeah. <laughs> We forgot to talk about the, like, like, never mind Emperor Bellos or Kikimura being evil or sacrificed. Like, Amity made a skateboard. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> what? Rad. <laughs> it was just I'm a sure skateboard that, out of, like, Abomination Goo, I guess. There's, there's probably a skateboard arc in that book series they're reading. Like, you know, there was probably, like, a like a 90s book that they had to incorporate skateboards for no reason. <laughs> Nineties, <laughs> nineties promotional promotional change mandated by the producer of that series, uh, saying you you have to edit them onto skateboards. Well, also in this episode, everyone like all the the, the major characters like know what's up, know what's going on with the, with each other. Because like in the at the very end of the last episode, after Luz you know saw her mom, she like lied to King and Ida saying, oh yeah, my mom can't wait to meet you, but in this one she told them the truth, presumably off-screen, because they were saying, like, I'm, I'm sure she won't make you stay there forever, so, like, I guess they know that, and also, in the last episode with Rain, I think, like, Luce wasn't involved with that, like, at all, so I think she didn't know about it until until King read Ida's diary in this episode. <laughs> so it's good, I'm glad everything's, I'm glad everyone knows everything they need to. She said that she got someone to, some people to spy on her ex, so that kind of confirms that Rain is Ida's ex? Yeah, we, we did, we knew that already too, from the dream episode. We knew that, but it wasn't, it wasn't like textually confirmed, I think. Yeah, I don't think they... I think it was. I think in the in the dream episode. I don't remember them explicitly saying it. To be honest, yeah. They never explicitly said they were dating or that they had any romantic inclinations to each other or that they were exes. It was all. It was just. It was just very obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just very obvious, but it wasn't like verbally confirmed. Since we saw that like flashback, does that mean us, the viewers, read Ida's diary? Pretty sure yeah. Rain flashback Rain said I'm breaking up with you or something like that. I could be wrong. That was in Ida's dream, wasn't it? I don't it? remember enough. You could be totally right. I'm a fool. They said I can't do this anymore, I think. Uh, I don't know. Um, Either way. Ida was like ripping themselves. Now it's apart definitely confirmed. Not being mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's lovely. Good pairing. Really sad. Wish the best for them in the future. But what will you rate the episode? Yes. That's the question, isn't it? That's the question. I need to find our document for that. If I even, where is it? Tulip goes first. Uh, it was good. I liked this one. So, eight. Does that sound? Does that sound right? 
Eight out of Does 10. it sound right? It's your rating. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I choose seven point five. I, I did enjoy it. It didn't like blow my mind, but like it was it was it was good. I enjoyed it. So that's my rating. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm with Chan on that. I choose a seven because it didn't blow me away in any particular way. It was serviceable, but I'm not uh, it, it, not not so much that the entire episode scores a seven for me, but that some parts of it score an eight or a mm. nine, and some parts of it are like a five or a six. So it evens out to a seven for me. Yeah. No, I, I stand by cool. eight. I think I, I like Yukimura in this episode a lot more than I liked her in the last episode she was in. Um, it was cool to see the new uh, plant coven head Terra be intimidating. There's a plot happening. Yeah. I liked it. Eight. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it's good to be back, uh, you guys. And, I mean, the best part of this show, it, it seems like we are going to have a consistent 10 weeks of episodes coming up. Maybe. Yeah, probably. I don't Do know. you know when how they, many episodes they, there are? I don't know what they're saying now, but when they first like showed the episode titles, it was missing the last three, but now we know the last three, so I think they will all be airing like up until... Yeah. May. Yeah, I think they I think better this, not do I, it. I think break. I think the first season also did air. You know, the first ten episodes and then a hiatus, and then the last ten episodes yeah, and then a hiatus, and the first ten episodes of season two. There's no reason they wouldn't just finish it off here. I'm very curious about how after season two, the season three like specials that are going to be like 40 minutes long. I wonder what the air schedule that's going to be like. HBO Max. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely terrible. You remember, you remember Reed McGavin and how it took like an entire year for those three episodes to come out? Did it? It's wow. going to it's going to be worse than that. It took a long time for Reed McGavin to come out. It's going to be even worse than that for the Owl House. Okay. Free. Well, there's one last <laughs> thing we have to do before we can sign off the podcast. Oh, yeah. What? Chan. Robot Chan? You have to, no, Chan, you have to say a haiku. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's easy. Uh, uh, Pootie is mobile. I am so terrified. No, dang it. Okay, hold on. I can do it. Pootie is mobile. <laughs> he is so terrifying. The epis, no. The plot was good though okay <laughs> i love your your last line is always like so underwhelming and disappointed At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.